Hey guys, this is Vaughn Kohler. You're listening to the MFCEO Project. In a previous episode, Andy Frisella delivered his straight talk on sales. Today, the MFCEO takes it from macro to micro and waxes eloquent on the finer details of sales. Hey guys, what's up? You're listening to the MF CEO Project. I'm Andy, and I am the motherfucking CEO. If you haven't figured it out by now, we're going to curse, we're going to say some bad words, we're going to get enthusiastic, and we are going to yell about shit. But the point of the matter is, is we're going to give you information that you can take and use to become the motherfucking CEO of yourself. A lot of people don't really understand what that means, um, and... To those people, I would encourage you to listen along, and you'll figure it the fuck out. I'm here with my co-host, Vaughn Kohler. What's up, dude? I just got back from... Otherwise uh, known as DJ, DJ God. <laughs> oh, is that the new one? DJ God. I don't know. I like Pastor of Disaster. Pastor of Disaster. Jason, your friend Jason gave you DJ God. That yeah. was that, that I was actually good. promised him that I would introduce you as DJ oh, you, God. Oh, you did. On the, uh, on the podcast. That's so. great. That's great. We got, we're here with DJ God, Vaughn the Impaler, Vaughn Diesel... The what pastor else? of disaster. The pastor of disaster. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yeah, that's, that's good. My, that's my favorite one. Hey, yeah. man, I just got back from uh, Kansas City yesterday. That was, you did? Yeah. Did I mean, you miss a celebration. Well, I, I I know. I did. I did. But uh, did you watch the World Series? I did. That was yeah. cool, man. Yeah, it was cool was. seeing him win. Yeah. Um, Kansas City's like the little brother of St. Yeah, Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? I was yeah, happy so for him. I was, too. Yeah. I was, too. I thought it was uh, good it for the It wasn't as good as the Cardinals winning, but it was still right. good. Yeah. 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 It was good for the state of Missouri. So that was good. Yeah, man. So let's get right into it. All right. Question of the day. This is something that's been bothering the hell out of me for months and months, if not years. Okay. This police brutality stuff across the nation and the hype and the hysteria. All right. So this girl that gets tossed out of her desk, right? Mm -hmm. By the school police officer. People are freaking the fuck out about this. All right. When did... Listening to a police officer become optional. At what point in time did put your hands behind your back or walk to the hall or sit on the curb and shut the fuck up become an option? Mm. So the dude walks in the room, asks the girl to leave. She resists to leave. He puts his hands on her to, to get her out of the desk. She swings at him. He throws her across the fucking room. She actually swung at him. Yeah, like it was like a bat, like get off of me type thing. Yeah. It wasn't like some people are saying she like tried to punch him. Didn't right. look like a punch to me. It just looked like get off, get the fuck off me. Yeah. Well, you but you're walking do down the yeah. street in any situation with a police officer and you do that, what's going to happen to you? You're going to get arrested. You're, you're going to be eating fucking concrete. Yeah. You know, you're going to have somebody's elbow in the back of your head. At what point in time did listening to police officers become an optional thing? Hmm. I don't understand that. And it seems to be like... There's this movement now, you know, oh, police are pieces of shit and they're mean and they they're overly brutal. Well, dude, I choose to believe that you're a fucking moron if you think that you could do whatever you want and you don't have to listen to the police. I, I, I To me, it blows my fucking mind. Like, where did this idea come from? You know what I mean? Right. And the funny thing is, is the most most of these people criticizing these police officers who, by the way, don't get paid nearly in 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 a relationship that's that's relevant to the risks that they put. They don't get paid shit. 
and they're out here busting their ass trying to keep fucking people in line, which is needed because otherwise everybody would be running around like a fucking wild animal. Right. You know what I mean? But these same people, fuck these cops because they're doing this and blah, blah, blah. They're throwing people around and they're do they're those are the same people that as soon as they got a problem, they're calling 911 and saying, you're not getting here fast enough. Right. Oh, by the way, bring your gun. Right. You know what I mean? When did this become a thing? Yeah. And, uh, and it makes no fucking sense to me. I don't get it. Yeah. Well, it's it's in vogue to take the, the bad apples and, and make everybody think that that's the Dude. that's the that's the rule and not the exception. I know Tyron talked about growing up in kind of a rough neighborhood. Tyron Woodley was on the show. For those of you who didn't know this UFC guy, uh, he, he grew up in a bad neighborhood and he said, yeah, there were bad cops. But the majority were good and doing their doing their job and trying to defend people and and why do we just like focus in on the exception and not the rule? Dude, I totally agree. There's bad people in every profession, but from you know this video that's been going around, I don't fucking see anything wrong with what he did. Hmm. The dude got fired. He's been chastised in the fucking media. You know, to me, it looked like he went in, said, "Hey, go outside or whatever," and then she fucking didn't, and he did what he did. Right. Which, which people say, oh, she was just moving her hand. That's an act of aggression. Police are trained. If there's an act of aggression towards you, you have to use, well, potentially lethal force. It's not even lethal. It's just force to fucking deal yeah, with lethal the threat. lethal is a little bit of an overstatement. You know? Yeah, but like, no, that's true. The point is, is like, the, I, I just don't understand the mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, all these people, fuck the police, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, until you need them. Right. You know right. what I mean? Right. Dude, right. get your heads out of your asses. Right. You know, listen to the fucking cops. You won't have a fucking problem. Don't break the law. You won't have a fucking problem. Right. You know, of course, there's cops out there that abuse their authority, but it's not all cops. You know, I, right. I've i never got my ass kicked by police. You know why? Because I listen to them. Mm-hmm. They say, hey, go sit on the curb and shut the fuck up. What do you do? You go sit on the curb and you shut the fuck up. And they don't have to say it nicely either. No, that's they not, don't. That's not a prerequisite. This, is, this isn't a fucking... Uh, grammar school or whatever the fuck they call it. Right. You know, this is, dude, this is, they have no idea what's going on. Right. And I think that's what people need to think about. You're a police officer. You walk up on a situation. You have no fucking clue what's going on. You don't know if this dude's got a gun. You don't know if this dude's got a knife. You don't know if this girl's got a fucking taser. You have no clue. Right. Your job is to protect the safety of yourself and the safety of your citizens first and foremost. And when people start resisting, what's that cue? To me, that would cue this person's got something that I don't know about. They're overly confident. But no, what it really is is that there's been a generation of fucking brats raised in the United States of America by parents who tell them, oh, you don't have to listen to this person or you don't have to listen or fuck these people. And they've been grown up thinking there's some kind of special delicate flower that doesn't have to obey the law. Mm-hmm. It's bullshit. It's, it's, you're right for drawing the comparison to parents because it's the same people that would never uh, never get spanked, never never accept any discipline. Those are the people that don't respect authority outside exactly. the home. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's insane. You know, and you young people who are sitting here thinking, I saw that video. He was way out of line. Really, was he? I don't think he fucking was. You tell, you tell somebody, hey, get the fuck up and go out in the hall. You better get up and go out in the hall. Your ass is going to be on the floor, too. Right. Male, female, it doesn't fucking matter. That's the way it is. These people are entrusted with our fucking safety and if you don't listen to them that's what happens everybody knows that and you should know that you know right right of course 
the next question is, do we even see the whole video or has it been edited to take? Well, out? no, you all, you know yeah. how the media is, man. There's yeah. another video out there that shows the other angle of what happened where you can clearly see she tried to bat him off. Right. But they don't show that video. Right. You know, they make a, the story is cops are bad. So they run that shit. Right. You know, I'm fucking tired of hearing it, dude. No, I agree. Dude, if you get your ass beat by the cops, you fucking 99.99% of the time you fucking deserved it. Period. You know, all we see is the exceptions. And we hear, they try to make just, you know, now the cameras are everywhere. You know, people are like, oh, well, this person, you know, didn't really do that much. And he got his ass kicked. Well, you didn't see it 30 seconds before the video started. You didn't see what the person did to even get the attention called to him. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You don't see it. Right. All you see is the cop picking the dude up, throwing him on the floor. And then it's police brutality. You don't know what happened before that. Right. Nah, dude, I'm just tired of it, man. No, you're like, right. Like, dude, you, if you you're don't, right. if you're too fucking stupid to listen to a police officer when they say, hey, go over there, sit down, shut up, or get out in the hall, or do whatever until this situation is resolved, you deserve to wear a fucking helmet every day, 24 hours a day in society. You're a fucking moron. It's, it's a symptom of a greater problem in society that you've put your finger on a number of times, which is just... Dude, it's the whole reason we do this podcast. Crisis of personal responsibility. Right, yeah. right exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's the whole reason for this podcast. Right. You know, it's the delicate flower generation. You know, oh, we're special. Right. <laughs> Until your ass gets fucking curb stomped by a cop, and you're fucking picking concrete out of your teeth for a month. Right. You know, that's reality, man. Right. I think I think an, a, another point to make too is that it, it kind of doesn't matter at, at at that point. It doesn't matter if you're in the right or in your wrong. You're in the wrong. That's to you be need, determined. You, right. It's to be determined. That's not for you to determine at that point. Exactly. I mean, I, listen, That's a great point. Listen, I I mean I've been pulled over by by cops before who said I was speeding and I wasn't. Yeah, I have. Too. I mean. I need my ass kicked. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You're not gonna get anywhere. You just gotta, you gotta, you gotta submit to the authority. You gotta wait for the the situation to unfold. And that's right. Doing what she did is clearly not the right thing. Well, so whatever, man. I'm just, you know, it leads into <clears throat> so many different issues that we talk about here on the show. It's just, dude. You know, understand how the system works, man. Mm-hmm. They're there for a reason. Respect them. Treat them with respect. They'll treat you with respect. Mm-hmm. You know. Dude, I've seen so many people get their ass beat by cops because I used to, you know, when I used to work at the bar. Right, see right. It, I see it. Down in Springfield? Yeah. You know how yeah. many people deserved it? All of them. Mm-hmm. All of them mm-hmm. deserved it. Right. Period. Right. They, they resisted in some way. They fought in some way. They did something that caused other people, you know, danger. Right. You know, I've never seen it to where it wasn't justified. And I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's cases like that and everybody's going to be emailing me. What about this case? What about that case? Look, there's asterisks to everything. I don't right. give a fuck. Right. But the point is, don't be an idiot. You know, cops ask you to do shit, you do it. Mm-hmm. The chances are you're not going to get your ass kicked. Yeah. You know, to me, it's disgusting that that guy got fired. Yeah. He probably has a wife, kids. I mean, I don't know. I don't know enough about him, but dude, he was doing his job. He was being assertive. I mean, I don't know. Who knows? You know, the bottom line is, is if she had gotten up out of the desk and walked to the hall, and fucking not that wouldn't happen. Right. That's the bottom line. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. She wouldn't have got tossed on the ground and handcuffed and all that shit. Mm-hmm. There and there'd be no story, but she didn't. And now you're gonna blame the cop for that? Right. Dude, I'm sorry. What what the fuck do you want them to do? Do you want them to protect you and do the things they need to do to do their job effectively every single time? Or do you want them to stand around and be sterile and not do shit because they're afraid it's going to end up mm-hmm. on TV and let society go to fucking hell. 
Actually, I know what they want them to do. They want them to say, I'm sorry you're having a bad day today. Can I get you a pumpkin spice latte? No shit. That's yeah. exactly what they want. And then after you get that, will you come out in the hall with me and let's have a chat? Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no kidding. Anyway. What are we talking about today? We're talking about sales, man. We, uh... We, we hit it on, I don't forget what episode it was, but we hit um, you know a 10,000-foot macro view of sales. Today, I want to bring it down to micro level um, and talk about you know things that you can actually do to help increase your bottom line, increase your productivity, increase your sales today, mm-hmm. all right? We gave a, um, so to speak, a mentality of how you should look at sales in the last episode. Now we're going to get more specific, okay? We're going to give you some things that you can do to help create value and help you move that needle a little bit more forward than you could have yesterday. So the previous one was general offensive scheme, and this one is specific place. Yeah, right. Exactly. All right. Exactly. I like it. So if you listen to the last episode, you know that the basic principle that we talk about here on the show in regards to sales is not about selling things. It's about helping people. All right. That's what sales is about. It's not about selling. It's about helping. The thing is with, with this mentality is that most of society out there is so concerned about themselves. They're so concerned about, I've got to hit my sales numbers. I've got to get this profit in. I've got to do this. But the reality is that's not how you do it. That's how you, that's how you don't do it to be quite honest. Okay. Mm -hmm. Making sales is not about your needs or your desires. Making sales is about your customer's needs, your customer's desires, and your ability to create value and solve a problem for that customer, a.k.a. help them, Mm -hmm. okay? This is the biggest thing that I see people think about and execute the wrong way is that they figure, you know, just going back to what we talked about with Mm -hmm. the police thing, people are so self-centered now that they think the way to sell shit is to go in and be like, man, you know, I got I got to feed my family. You know what? I'm sorry to tell you this, but no one fucking cares about that. You know what they care about? This is the real world. This isn't fucking fairy tale land. You, one out of every ten people might feel good about you know helping you sell some shit so you can get some money, but that's not the point. And that's a weak way to sell. You'll fucking lose that way. All right. What people care about is how well you're going to solve their problem, and that's it. So what should you be focused on as a salesperson? Your mentality 100% should be, how can I help this person solve my problem? All right? My problem is whatever problem your goods, services, um, or whatever it is you're trying to sell can help solve. All right? And you're right. That's completely counterintuitive to to our society right now, which is all about social media, selfies, self-promotion. Exactly. It's all about yourself rather than other people. Dude, I see people running, you know, (laughs) I was just talking about this yesterday, actually. Um, I see people on social media, you know, their, their sales aspect or their, their angle of trying to sell things is like, I'm not going to go talk to people. I'm not going to have a conversation. I'm not going to work with somebody to help solve a problem. I'm just going to post my shit. And because mm-hmm. people like me, they should buy it. Sorry, but that's not going to fucking work. <laughs> right. All right. right. Um, I know that you were brought up to think that you were very special and that, um, you know, everybody should like you and buy your product, but that's how it fucking works. Right. Okay. They're just talking. Right. That's all they're doing is just talking. Right. Well, we were talking. The, the, <clears throat> actually, um, the scenario we were talking about was with my wife and my wife's sister, and she sells for Stella and Dot, which is like a, a network marketing 
jewelry company. Mm -hmm. Okay. And she's mm -hmm. like the number one or two salesman in this region right now. And saleswoman, excuse me. Um, <laughs> you know, and she's going out and planning parties and, and meeting these people face to face, shaking their hands, saying thank you, providing tremendous value for these people. You know, and these other people that she has some, some other people that sell it that she knows, they're posting the link on their page. And they're like, well, I don't know why I'm not selling it. Well, because you're not doing the fucking work. Okay. You're not getting out, meeting people, shaking hands, creating relationships, providing value. You know, and she is. That's why she's number one and you're number 100 mm -hmm. or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And it all comes down to that special, delicate flower mentality. No one gives a fuck about your paycheck. And for your paycheck to grow, you need to start caring about solving problems. It's that simple. Right. All right. right. So to do that and, and the people who, who succeed in sales long term, they understand that this is about providing value. It's about providing solution. It's not about today's sale. It's about an ongoing relationship for life. How many times are, is this person going to need what it is you're selling over the course of between now and when they die? That's what you're trying to think about. How many people does this person know that could potentially use your product? All the more reason to make them so excited and so happy about you and your product that you do everything you possibly can to succeed in that area. Mm -hmm. you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. People look at it like today. It's not about today, all right? So right. that's a recap of the mentality that you have to have. It's a lifetime value of a customer, all right? It's retention. It's not acquisition. It's value-based. It's not selfish-based, all right? Guys, this is, this is must-have mentality. If you don't have this mentality, you're not going to win in sales moving from this point forward. It's just not going to happen. Can I say something else, too, that I think you, you make this point all the time, which is that most people are just lazy, right? Most people don't have the ethic to do the work. And don't you think it's Dude. true that if you focus on the transaction, just like, oh, I'm just going to learn my pitch, I'm going to deliver it, and it's going to be about that single transaction, that's lazy. It takes real work ethic. It takes real determination to invest not just in a transaction but an ongoing relationship. Yes, and people know the difference, too. Yeah. Okay, so that's something to point out. Many you every sales school out there teaches you the techniques. Here's how you acquire customers. Here's how you prospect. Here's how you quote unquote build a relationship. Here's how you close. You know, and they have these little techniques, and people will go out and they learn these generic statements on you know acquiring, building relationship, closing. All right, but the reality is, guys, is that that shit is outdated. All right, it's not geared for social media society, the one that we live in now. All right, now. It's about how good of a fucking friend can you become with this person? Mm -hmm. Genuinely. Because people know the difference. It's very easy to tell the difference between somebody who's like, hey, Vaughn, how are you doing, buddy? Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to have you blah, blah. Oh, by the way, will you buy this? <laughs> you know what I mean? Versus yeah. somebody who's a genuine friend. Mm -hmm. Who's taking the time to genuinely cultivate a relationship. You could say the exact same things to somebody. The exact same words. And people will be able to tell if you mean it or if you're just trying to sell them something. Right. So everything I talk about today, you have to be coming from a place of integrity, a place of being genuine, okay? A place of being authentic because, dude, people are perceptive and they know. So if you think you're going to trick people into, like, buying your stuff, guys, you're never going to make it in today's, right. in today's market. You right. know, it's just not going to work. Absolutely. So, um... With that being said, you know, I'm going to hit on, you know, maybe five, seven, maybe 10 tips or pointers 
and we'll see what we get through. But I just want to jot down some some basic strategies for you guys to be successful, some things you can actually do. So <clears throat> the first one is, guys, you have to learn how to listen. You've got to be slow to speak, and you've got to be quick to ask questions, okay? If you don't understand what your customer needs, and if you haven't taken the time to learn what your customer needs, what his problem is, and what problem needs to be solved, you're missing the point of what it means to be a salesperson, all right? You are not a salesperson. You are a problem solver, all right? Before you ever give that person answers or statistics or benefits, you've got to ask the right questions. You can't just go in and say, oh, my product's the best. Here's why, blah, blah, blah. They may not need that product. You know what I mean? That's not, that's not even what they're looking for. They're just Maybe they're looking for something completely different, and maybe you could even provide that, but you'll never know unless you ask the right questions. And I think most salespeople are so quick to get into, like, sell mode as opposed to, like, hey, solve mode. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Hey, mm-hmm. how can I solve this problem? So you think the conversation should always start out with, like, a battery of questions? Like uh, yeah, man. Diagnosis. First of all, it shows respect. Like, yeah. it shows humbleness. Like, you go at them... Hey, I don't know everything. I don't know everything about your, your business. It's almost like a doctor, you know? Mm-hmm. You, you don't go into the doctor's office. The doctor says, snaps his fingers and says, oh, yeah, penicillin. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. Like, dude, it, it doesn't work that way. You know, maybe some doctors do. I don't know. You, know? you walk in. Right. This you guy looks like he needs some Viagra. Let's get it to <laughs> yeah, him. Right, you know? right, exactly. Like, that's not how it works, man. They're yeah. going to go through some questions. They're going to find the problem. They're going to ask you some more questions. They're going to make sure that is the true problem. And then they're going to discuss solutions. Right. All right. And that's how you have to look at it. You're the fucking problem solving doctor. You're Dr. Problem. Right. You know, Dr. Problem's going to come in. He's going to ask the right questions and he's going to fucking fix the problem. Right. Now, I know because and you know, because we always have it. We always have the guy that says, well, Andy, wait a minute. Uh. I'm on your social media and you are constantly talking. And I even, I, you know, I go to Gary V's and he's constantly talking. You guys aren't listening. You guys aren't asking questions. And I'm saying, no, you're not paying attention because everything that Gary and Andy post, you guys aren't initiating conversations. You guys are actually responding to things that you've heard and listened to about what your customers need. A million times over. Yeah. In fact, times. you did that the other day on Periscope. You just... You know, just did a scope about, hey, guys, wanting feedback about question. the MFCO. Uh, right. But I think that's what people forget with people who like you who are in positions where they're creating content. Um, you're not just slapping these things up without no. actually first having <laughs> deep discussions and dialogues with people. Well, you know, you're not going to please everybody. Right. You know, you're always going to have those asterisk people. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're too fucking dumb to figure out that I've heard whatever, whatever I'm answering in my social media one million times in my email, there's something wrong with you. So should we call those groups of people, should we call them their, the asterisks? <laughs> the asterisk holes? <laughs> That's what I call them, the asterisk holes. I like it. They're the people that point out every little, you know, you could say, the sky is blue. And they say, well, Andy, it's not actually blue. It's actually just the way the air, part yeah. of, the particles in the air reflect the light. Yeah, right, it's right. actually no color right. in the sky. It's the people who think that you make policy based on exception rather than the rule. Yeah, dude. You know? It's ridiculous. Yeah. That's most yeah. people these days because they're hungry to show how intelligent they are. Yeah. But anyway, the point number one, guys, is you got to listen before you know what the hell you're going to talk about, all right? So, and, and it also shows, one of the biggest things about listening to people shows that you value them, okay? You aren't just trying to get your pitch. Like we talked about a minute ago, it's not about you, it's about them. And when you listen and when you take the time to invest and listen, dude, you're caring about their result, mm-hmm. okay? 
And that matters to people. People shop with people who care. Okay? You have to care. It can't be fake care. It can't be pretend to care. It's got to be a genuine, I care about solving this person's problem. Whether it be you're selling tires, whether it be you're selling personal training, whether it be you're selling books, well, it doesn't matter. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Solving a problem, it's all the same. So, yeah, guys. So, moving on, all right? The next point, and this is a point I see with so many salespeople. They get so focused on, like, bashing their competitors or talking about their competitor's weakness, and they think that's a sales strategy. If that's your sales strategy, if your sales strategy is to say, don't shop there because blah, 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 or don't buy that product because blah, blah, blah. Dude, you are the world's fucking worst. You're scum. Mm -hmm. You're the world's worst salesman. You're the bottom of the barrel. Have no fucking clue what you're doing. Have no fucking clue why people buy. You're the kind of person that calls people and people never fucking answer the phone. All right? So if you're this person that's constantly bashing your competitors, talking about your competitors, selling on your competitors' weaknesses, you're terrible. You're the worst salesman on earth. Right. All right? Now, that doesn't mean you can't get better. But I'm just letting you know where you stand because it's terrible. <laughs> you're at the bottom. You're you're yeah. You're at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. You're uh, you're an amoeba. <laughs> right? Makes me think of a guy I met from Louisiana one time who was really down on his state because I guess they have like really low uh, high school graduations. People from Louisiana don't get mad at me, but anyway. So I was like, so what's the state? What state motto at Louisiana? He said, it's at least we're not Mississippi. <laughs> so, exactly so it's all about well as long as i'm not as bad as the other guys you know well i know but that's the thing is like guys especially young salespeople, they think that's what sells their product it's like right. oh this product sucks well let me talk to you a couple th- about a couple things that happens when you bash the competition all right number one it shows that you're insecure and anybody who's in a position of you trying to sell or, or in a position to buy your product probably can recognize that they're probably mm-hmm. smart enough Right, you automatically assume that your customer is not very smart, which ultimately insults your customer. Mm-hmm. All right, the other thing it does, guys, and this is a big deal, is it shows that you're not genuinely concerned about solving that person's problem the best way that you can, like we just talked about a minute ago. It shows that you're worried about yourself. Mm-hmm. All right, and you don't know what's going on with that competitor, you don't know what relationship that person might have. Dude, when you drive up in a Chevy pickup truck to buy a Ford, and the first thing the salesman says is, why are you driving that piece of shit? Dude, what does that make you feel like? It makes you pissed. You know why it pisses you off? Because it's insulting. And what is it insulting? It's insulting your intelligence because you are the one that made the decision to make that purchase. And it's a big purchase, an important decision for anybody buying a new vehicle. So when you go up to somebody and you bash the product they're using or the product they were using or the competitor's product they happen to use to use, you're making a big mistake because what you're doing is you're telling them you're an idiot for using mm-hmm. that product. Mm-hmm. And are you going to buy Are you gonna buy from someone who calls you an idiot? I'm not. <laughs> no, not at all. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. And I see this mistake so much with young guys. I, it has to be one of the biggest mistakes that I see with young people. They think that talking negatively about the competition is going to somehow magically turn them into sale when really all it does is piss your customers off. Right. So, yes, know your competition. Be be aware of your competition. Understand what they're good at because you can learn from your competition. But in no way, shape, or form should you go in and talk negatively ever yeah. about your competitors, in my opinion. Absolutely. Because ultimately, the excellence of a product or service is not determined by comparison. That's something you've, you've talked about a lot. Well... 
<laughs> yeah, because the competitor's product could be a piece of shit, and you could be one inch above a piece of shit. Right. You know, that doesn't mean you're the best. You know, that's how companies in general limit themselves. They take, they try to create a product that's better than than this product over here, instead of taking the strategy that we're going to create the best possible product that we can. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. limits your ability to to make the best product. And when you make the best product, guys, you generally win. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not saying all the time. There's situations where it doesn't happen, but generally, you win mm-hmm. when you've got a great product. So, um, if you're a business owner, you're somewhat in product development right now. Stop trying to make products better than your competitors and make products the best that you can. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. This big this difference. Is, this is a specific application of your general principle of you are the measure of your own success. Now, there's a million applications of that of that strategy, but mm-hmm. yeah, this is one for mm-hmm. business. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, for example, I mean, I just use my own company, for example, like our products that we manufacture for first form. When we started that company, um, we didn't we didn't go out and say, okay, we're going to be better than X, Y, Z. We said we're going to be the best we can at no matter what it costs to make the product. We're going to put ourselves in the premium category, dude. And our protein powder came out. It was fifteen, twenty dollars more expensive than the next guys, mm-hmm. but it sells really well because it's that much better. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. And not everybody can afford it. I understand that, but I don't have a problem with that. I understand. I understand that concept. The one concept I can't deal with would be somebody saying, "Andy, your product fucking sucks." Right. I could deal with somebody saying it's too expensive. Well, dude, it's not meant to be for everybody. Fucking Lamborghini's not for everybody. You know, Rolls Royce not for everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But if you want the best possible shit, that's what we make, and it's done well. You know what I mean? So we didn't make our products with another company's products in mind or a price point in mind. We said, let's make the best that we can, you know, and it right, works. Right. So, and not everybody's strategy is that, let's be honest. You know, a lot of people try to make their products for a price point and that's, you know, that's an effective strategy if you want to bulldog it out in a category with somebody, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um, I- but, it, and it's such a ridiculous approach. You well, think, you think it wouldn't be... And what we do, I mean, I don't understand why somebody wouldn't want to put the best shit in their body. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Right. But, you know, in like cars, let's say cars or something, you know, people have different budgets that they get. I get it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, dude, you, you, you're better off making a unique product. It's an easier road to take. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, <clears throat> basically, guys... You know, quit focusing on your competition. It doesn't, they're irrelevant. There's plenty of room for success. A lot of people think that, like, for somebody to win, somebody else has to lose. And that might be the case for, like, Coke and Pepsi when mm-hmm. they're fighting over percentages of market share and they pretty much own the entire industry. If Coke picks up a percent, Pepsi might lose a percent. I get that. But mm-hmm. in small business, which is what we're generally talking about here, that's not the case. There's plenty of room, man. The world's a big place. Just because somebody else is doing well doesn't mean you're going to do less well. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So quit worrying about it. Right. Focus on your customer's needs. Focus on solving a problem. Focus on making that customer's um, day or life or or whatever easier and better and more beneficial and you'd be successful. Right. You know, quit talking about your competition. You, you sound like a fucking rookie. All right. Now, this is another big one, guys. This, this is something I see a lot of young guys struggling with, too. They try to pretend to show interest in people. Okay. And it's important and they teach you in every sales school, show interest in the person, show interest in their their lives, all right? There is a big difference between genuinely being interested and pretending to show interest, okay? If you want to be successful long-term and you want to capture the long-term 
you know, from now till the person dies, loyalty, which is, should be your goal, okay? Because the more loyalty you capture, the more word of mouth marketing you're creating that you have to do less work to get. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's compounding. So does that make sense? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So when you pretend to show interest in them, guys, there's a million people a day that do that. A million. When you genuinely learn how to show interest in somebody and genuinely work to become a person's friend, you're talking about a lifetime commitment for them to be your customer. Mm-hmm. All right. You have to go beyond the superficial. Hey, man, how you doing today? You know, bullshit questions they teach right. you in sales school. Can I, can I add something yeah. to that issue? I think one of the key ways to tell if you're asking the right questions are, are you asking questions that are either yes or no, or are you asking questions that can be answered with like one word? So how are you doing today? Fine. Did you have a good day? Fine. No. Ask questions that require a discussion. A discussion. Right. You Dude, know, what's just, the best thing that happened to you today? I just gave a meeting on this topic last night here to our whole entire company. Mm-hmm. They're... Look, you have a choice to do things the right way or the wrong way. And there's a lot of things in business and success that you could say, oh, yeah, I did that. Like if I went and I said, hey, did you do this? And they could say, yeah, I did that. But did you do it right? All right? right. Did you strike up a rapport with your customer? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, there's a difference between asking what you just said, yes or no questions, or genuinely caring to ask this person about their life to start a discussion and learn about that person. If I came to you, Vaughn, and you were working for me, and I said, "Hey, did you did you try to spark, did you uh, get a rapport going with that customer?" You could say yes to either one of those, but only you know if you truly did it the right way. Right. So there's a big difference between, and there's a million things like this in business that you have the choice to do. You, it's your choice. You can either. Do it the right way or you could do it the half-ass way. And I'm going to tell you right now, only doing it the right way is the way that people end up flying around on a private jet. You know what I mean? And that's something that is self-accountability. Absolutely. People don't understand that. They, they, it's the mentality, Vaughn, of I'm going to do the least amount of work to still say I did the job. To punch my ticket. Right, exactly. Like, I, I got my check And eventually, yeah. eventually someone will recognize it. And I'll become successful. I'm sorry to break this to you guys. That's not how it works. Right, right. It works by you coming in, taking the road that is going to be more effort on your part, okay, and doing shit right, not just doing it, that's going to eventually get you somewhere. And so many people think that doing it is the same as doing it right. It's not the same thing. Totally different thing. Right. And of course, Mr. Asterisk Hole is going to show up and say, well, Andy, what if you're dealing with Mr. Busy Customer or Mr. Private Customer where they don't have time to, to talk shop or they don't, they, they, they're offended that you would be prying into their personal lives. That's so ridiculous. Anybody who has any experience with, with people in general knows that the vast majority of people like talking about themselves. Dude, look. You know, and even... If we're you're not coming from you, a genuine place... Right, if it, yeah, exactly. If you're coming from a genuine place, you never run into that issue. Right, exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. The, way, the reason you run into the issue of Mr. Busy, the reason I don't email people back or fucking... I, I don't call people back is because I know they're fucking... I know their game. Right. You know, but if someone's genuine, it's different. Right. 
You know, and it's not like we're telling people this is where common sense has to kick in. We're not telling people to ask people to give you know a full evaluation. Give me your social of, security number. Yeah, or the state of their marriage. Like right. you, you're talking about the. No, the, we're talking about specific details of their life. Things like, hey man, your kids play soccer, or they play football, or your kids go to hockey, or they do theater. All right, maybe you're into classic cars. Maybe you're into fucking carving wood sculptures. I don't fucking know. Right. But you're gonna get interested in what they're about. And ask them and and be interested. I mean, dude, I don't know about you, but it's interesting to me when people talk about like their kid doing theater. I don't know anything about theater. Tell me about it. Right. I don't know anything about carving logs into sculptures. Teach me. That's cool. Right. You know what I mean? You have to have the attitude of like, I'm going to take something. And when I mean take something, take some information from this person. Let them tell you about what's cool about them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, mm-hmm. let's. They're cool. It's right. not just about you. Right. Take the, the the opportunity you have to learn what's cool about this person and listen. Your day's going to be a lot more Dude, interesting. Dude, that's the cool thing about it, right? The yeah. cool thing about it is that people that really get this are super fulfilled by their job because they're instead of like, oh, I've got to put in all this this time building rapport, it's like, dude, I get this awesome opportunity every day to hear from interesting people, to hear their stories, to talk to them about what they're interested in. I learned so much from these people. And, and your day flies by, you you gain loyal business, and you become successful doing right. it. Right. Because you care. Right. If you're trying to sell them something today, and you're trying to get a paycheck today, and you're trying to get them to walk out with something today, and you don't give a fuck about seeing them again, or if the product works, or if the product actually helps them, that's manipulation. And people could right. sense that. Right. And it could be the exact same words. It's just a thing that people could sense. You know right. what I mean? Right. So stop manipulating and start being genuine. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the only thing that works from from here until the end of time, because now we're all connected. We can all we're, we're all exposed to 20 to 30 times more human interactions, whether it be digital or in person than we were 20 years ago mm-hmm. a day. Mm-hmm. All right. So people are more perceptive. They know bullshit. Their bullshit meters are finely tuned. So if you're a fucking manipulator, dude, you're going to struggle. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So absolutely. Um. My next point is, guys, look, sell them things that you don't benefit from, okay? Be a resource for these people. Be the guy, all right? I call this the guy, all right? As you get to know these people, you're going to discover things about them, what they like, what they don't like, where they like to eat, where they like to travel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Provide them with recommendations that help them, okay? This is a great way to create value, you know? Everybody has, quote, unquote, the guy that they know, right? Like, (laughs) For me, it's my brother. All right, my brother Sal. Anybody who's listening to this podcast that knows Sal knows that he's the guy. And we joke. We're like, anytime I need something, I'm like, yeah, I know a guy. Because like, dude, this dude knows everybody. Mm-hmm. He knows everything. He knows everybody. Everybody loves him. And you know why everybody loves him? Because he genuinely cares about other people. Okay, the guy was the number one salesman at Ethicon Johnson and Johnson before he came here in the mm-hmm. world. Okay, big company. Yeah, multi billion dollar company. Number one. You know why? Because he cares and he's good with people. And the reason he's good with people is because he fucking cares. This should make, I mean, it's, it's, it's almost like common sense, but where we lose people here is, is like, they think they care. Right. You know what I mean? People right. are like, oh, well, I care. Dude, it's real easy to look like you care from the outside. Right. Only you know if you really care and your customer. Right. All right. And your numbers show it. Yeah. You know, it, something that dawns on me that should be kind of, captain obvious here but 
if you're not a good person just across the board in life, you're not suddenly going to be a good person when you're a salesman no. or a saleswoman. Right. You know? So I, I guess what I would say to a lot of people who, who want to improve sales is just sit down and take a real stock of who are you right. as a person. Right. Like, are you a person who genuinely cares about people, a person who does the right thing, or are you just a loser? Well, no, and I believe people can can fix that. About oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, sure. I believe that once people figure it out, you know, they can become way more towards the person that we're talking about here. Absolutely. You know, but what, I, but, but, but our biggest disconnect with this episode is going to be the people who are sitting here listening saying, I do all those things. I'm still not successful. Right. Brother, you don't do all those things. You think you do all those things, right? But you're not doing it. Or if you are doing all those things, you're coming from the wrong place. Right. And people know it, which is why you're not successful. Right. But you're right. People can, they can cultivate character. It can be, it question. can be no de- question. developed. Yeah. No question. Yeah. It's a decision. Yeah. I have, I have a, I have a couple guys that work for me that were on the borderline of getting fucking chopped for five, six years. And then when they decided to like figure it out, mm-hmm. now they're two of my best guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, and I'm proud of them. I, yeah. And I've told them this. So it, definitely, totally a decision. Well, it says something about you that you didn't chop them right away. You gave them an opportunity to develop. Well, you know, everybody develops at a different pace. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's hard to break through barriers of, you know, 30 years or 20 years of, of upbringing and schooling and beliefs. Sometimes it takes time. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I try to give guys, people, guys, guys means guys and girls. Yeah. I try to give, you know, our team, um, I I try to give them time to develop, you know, not everybody's going to develop on the first day, you know, not everybody's develop on the first year. Sometimes it takes years and it's going to take years of you pulling them, sometimes kicking and screaming and them saying, fuck you for them to finally get it. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But when they get it, man, and that light comes on for me, like as a CEO, that's like one of the most rewarding things. Cause I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. This guy gets it now, no matter what happens, whether it's here or wherever, he's going to be better off, which right. I think is cool. You know what I, I mean? I have to laugh. I know there are people we're halfway into this podcast and I know there are people who are going to be like, man, Andy, this is, this is such a loser podcast, man. You're halfway into this and you haven't even talked about techniques like getting people to say yes over and over again in the in the yeah. in the first quarter of their presentation. Yeah. I mean, what's your response to that? You're an idiot. <laughs> and you're buying into fucking sales techniques that are outdated and it and you're the ultimate reason that people hate salespeople because you're a fucking manipulator at heart. You know, true right. true lifetime success is not about manipulation. It's about solving problems. Right. It's about helping people. And like Somebody who says, oh, I'm going to try to, you know, these people who teach this fucking, you know, neuro-linguistic programming and like all this fucking psychological bullshit to sell. It isn't that fucking hard, man. Right. It's about listening to people, solving their problems and caring about them from now until the end of the time, which is why we talk about a minute ago being a resource for people. If you have a chance to step in and provide value, whether it be recommending a restaurant or recommending a travel place or recommending a lead or a sales lead for their company Mm -hmm. or connect dude you're becoming a true friend that's what friends do and guess what's going to happen when you become quote unquote the guy which is the resource all of a sudden they're going to be doing the same for you so there's other benefits here besides you know you just trying to get a sale like you you're 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 cementing yourself you're embedding yourself in a community you're becoming a resource for a circle and network of people that ultimately become your friends. And guess what people buy from? They buy from their friends. Mm-hmm. You know what See, I mean? Yeah, absolutely. So absolutely. I love that though. Being uh, the guy. 
the guy. Even, even if be you're a guy. Gr- even if you're a girl, you can be the guy. Dude, be the guy. Yeah. Hey, I know a guy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's I don't know. Maybe it's like the Italian thing in me. I don't know. Yeah. But it's like, hey, I know a guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, it's like think, Sal's the guy. I think it's a great way right. of putting it. So it's, be the guy. And and I, the the more formal way you put it, I think it's really good too. Is that be a resource of, for people. Don't be don't be the salesman. Be a resource. Oh, for God. Be a resource for solving problems. Right. That's your job, whether you get paid for it or not. Right. You know, too many people, they're like, man, I don't want to do that. It's going to waste my time. Really? Because if you could embed yourself in, in, in let's say, let's say a hundred, even a hundred, which is not a big number for your lifetime, right? Let's say you create a network of a hundred awesome quote unquote friends that you developed, which I didn't, shouldn't even say quote unquote. But I'm, they're customers, right, that mm-hmm. you've created friendships with. Mm-hmm. If you can embed yourself with 100 networks of people, those people, that 100 people will take care of you income-wise for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 100 people. Right. You see what I mean? Absolutely. You're never going <laughs> to fucking starve by, by, by becoming the guy, by becoming the guy who solves problems, whether you get paid for them today or not. Mm-hmm. All right? Guys, and this is going to bring me to my last point, all right? My last point here, and I could go through it over and over and over, but I don't want to, you know, we'll do a third episode here and we can go through more of these. But guys, you have to learn how to show appreciation, all right? So many people are terrible at showing how much your business means to us. They're terrible at it. They'll spend a trillion dollars on acquiring new customers and zero dollars on making people feel valued. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense at all because those people that buy from you are ultimately going to create a network of other people that buy from you if you created a wow customer experience. If you you went at them not only with solving their problems, but with enthusiasm for solving their problems. If you went at them with integrity, if you went at, at them genuinely caring about them as people, they're going to walk away from you. And the goal should be this, guys. They should walk away from your interaction and say, holy shit, that was the best sales interaction I've ever had. And it should be so good that they're going to go directly to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, Periscope, whatever it is, and say something about it. You see this every day, right? Oh, I went usually in a negative sense. Oh, I Mm -hmm. went to, you know, Olive Garden and the service was terrible. No offense, Olive Garden. I mean, I, I I don't eat at your place, but... I'm just using this as an example. Your service might be great. I have no right, clue. Right, right. But my point is, you see it, right? You see, how many negative things do you see about other businesses on Instagram or Facebook a day? 10, minimum, mm-hmm. personally. I see 10. I see one positive. Your goal should be to overwhelm that person with, with, with care, overwhelm that person with value, overwhelm that person by going the extra mile in every way possible to where they have no fucking choice but to go on the internet and say, wow, mm-hmm. you guys will never believe what just happened. If you can do this, what I just said, this last point, you there is no limit to the amount of success that you will have. All right? And this starts with showing appreciation. Mm-hmm. It starts with, you could tie this into basic manners. If you're a retail store, this could be holding the door open for someone when they come in and walking the product out for them when they leave. Okay. If you're in a service business, this could be something as simple as you calling them up personally, mm-hmm. the CEO or mm-hmm. the sales guy and saying, hey, man, 
really quick, I, I don't want to take up much of your time, but I just want to thank you so much for our business, for the business that you've given our company. You know, um, we work really hard to do a good job, and I want to make sure that you've got everything you need. Is there anything else I can help you with right now? Mm-hmm. Doing it yourself, not having some motherfucker that you hire, hire from fucking Catman Do to call him up. You know, and not, you, not having an automatic response email dude, come on, to thank man. people. Yes. Dude, doing a half ass is worse than not doing it at all. Yeah. By the way, that's a whole yeah. nother thing. But guys, how about writing them a handwritten thank you card? Mm-hmm. And some of these guys are like, oh, I do thousands of transactions today. Well, is it not worth? Think of the opportunity that you have thousands of transactions today to grow your business by figuring out a way to get that done. Don't print it either, dude, because you look like a half asser. Right. You know, but dude, figure it out. Figure out how to thank these people. Figure out how to provide value and appreciation for them. And you're going to basically put that wow factor that we're talking about and getting them to go out and spread this message everywhere on steroids. Mm-hmm. You know, you're putting it on fucking turbos, man. That's what our goal is. Our goal is to get people to walk away. You're, you're thinking right now, if you take nothing else from this podcast, how can I do such a good job to get people to post about it? And, and this does not mean... Ask people to post about it. All right. I see a lot of that shit too. And, you know, people, hey, man, do you mind making a post for me? Uh, I will if you do a fucking good enough job and making it awesome for me. Yeah. But otherwise, no. You're right. cheating. Don't cheat. Try to win the game without cheating. And if you can actually win the game without cheating, you, you money is not going to be a problem for you, my friend, ever. We were talking about this. We were going over our notes for this podcast. And you did mention that there are people who have said to you before other business owners, Andy, I like, I like the sentiment of, you know, for instance, handwriting personal cards, but dude, that is just not super efficient. That is like a time sucker and not efficient. What do you say to them? Value is created through the inefficiencies. Value is created through the inefficiencies. Value is created through the inefficiencies. Get it? Things that people know take effort matter far more than things that people know are efficient or it's just a check that you wrote or it's just uh, you know, something you bought for them. Dude, it's the what do you appreciate more? Somebody who fucking hand drew a, a, a mural of your company's building or somebody who uh, had a photographer who who came by and just snapped a picture. You're both cool. You're both like, hey, that's really nice that you did that. But, dude, I'm, I'm going to tell you which one I'm posting online. Yeah. I'm posting the picture that dude came out and spent his time. Because right. time is everybody's most valuable resource. Mm-hmm. And everybody knows that. So when you take a little bit of your time to do something that's inefficient, there's tremendous, tremendous, tremendous value in that. And people just miss that point. They think that they, most people think I'm going to send the guy to take a picture. Because it's good enough. Right. Well, dude, the idea of good enough is the reason that you aren't where you want to be. You know? The, get rid of the idea of that's good enough and start mm-hmm. thinking, how can I get people to say, holy shit? You yeah. follow me? Yeah, right. absolutely. I, I totally follow you. I'm just... I'm. It, it, you, it's you're a dro- mentality, oh, You're man. dropping some deep yeah, stuff no, here. No, it's a mentality. I, it's a mentality, you know? Yeah. The re- what's keeping you from being where you want to be is not the man... It's not your job that you're in. It's not anything. It's your mentality of doing just enough. Mm-hmm. It's your mentality of doing the job, but not doing the job right, like mm-hmm. we talked about. Not taking every single opportunity that you have 
and making a tremendous value for somebody or making a tremendous effect for somebody or making somebody say, my God, these people are awesome. Mm-hmm. All right. That's that's what we're talking about. And that's what's holding people back. That's what holds businesses back. It's what hold, it holds individuals back. It's what holds everybody back. Andy, I love your uh, analogy when it comes to customer satisfaction. Well, I mean, dude, that's the, that's the funniest thing. And, and uh, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, oh, I've got a 99% customer satisfaction rate. <laughs> oh, really good for you. That means 99% of your customers, you did the bare minimum to not piss them off. Mm-hmm. Good, good job. That's the point. That's, I'm glad you brought that up, dude, because that is exactly the mentality. Oh, we've got 99% customer satisfaction ratings on um, satisfaction.com. Really? Good for you. You didn't piss. You only pissed off one out of 100 people. <laughs> you see what I mean? Right. Right? What's your loyalty? What's your loyalty percentage? Right. What's your, what's your word of mouth percentage? What's your retention? Those are the numbers that matter. How many, how many people out there are actively advocating for your brand? I mean, that's, that's, exactly. that's way beyond just being satisfied. Exactly. Yeah. And, and people just look at it wrong, man. They look at it as if... The world's such a gigantic place that they can constantly recycle customers over and over and over and over and over again for life. And you used to be able to do that back when there was no Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. You could do that. You could live in New York or California or one of these places where there's a shitload of people. And if you got big enough, you could advertise to the whole world and you would never run out of customers because people could not communicate the results of what it was that you were doing. Mm -hmm. Was this company actually providing value? Was this company actually solving problems? Nobody really fucking knew because there was no way to like checks and balances the whole thing other than like maybe the 10 people you personally know. Mm -hmm. So it was really slow, you see? But now you can't do that because if you're one of these companies that thinks you're going to recycle customers over and over and over again for life, you're going to be out of business in a year, dude, because social media, man. I can post right now on my social media, and I have a reach of over a million people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Between all between my Snapchat, my Instagram, my Periscope, I, dude, I have a million people knowing fucking one minute. And there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people who have way more reach than me. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. You're not thinking it through, man. Yeah. So. Let me go back at something because I, I, I would love to hear what you have to say about this. So I used to think that people like, well, John Wooden. I used to think John Wooden was an exceptional coach or Steve Jobs was an exceptional computer pioneer or Muhammad Ali, exceptional prize fighter. But the way that I see you telling people to approach sales is that the better way to think of those people is... John Wooden was an exceptional person who chose to go into coaching. Uh, Steve Jobs, exceptional pers- person who chose to go into computing. Uh, I don't know who the third uh, Muhammad Ali, exceptional person who chose to be a prize fighter. What you, when you talked about being a resource and doing the right thing and all of that, I translate that basically into you saying, dude, don't just be a salesperson. Be an exceptional person who does sales. That's why I call it the do the right thing economy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's if you're not doing the right thing, people are going to call you on it and you're not going to buy from you. People are going to, you're going to ruin your name. And if you do the right thing, you're going to create more business. You're going to create more sales. You're going to create more opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. and sales has such a bad name because there's so many of these people out there 
that do this, you know, here's how you prospect. Here's how you get people to psychologically agree with you. Here's how you blah, blah, blah. All under the basis of like, what am I going to sell them right now? Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter Mm -hmm. what they think a week from now or a month from now or a year from now. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you're in that thinking, that shit is over. Mm -hmm. Social media ruined it for all you people. If you're one of these snake oil motherfuckers out there trying to sell people all this bullshit because you think that, you know, you're trying to make a paycheck for yourself today. Dude, your days are done. Mm -hmm. The people who are going to win from now on are going to be people who provide value, who provide solutions, who make people say, wow, that was a great experience. Who make people say, wow, Von Von Diesel was an awesome dude. He really took care of me. You see Mm -hmm. what I mean? Absolutely. It's long term, man. And and the funny thing is, is, and this is like the catch-22 of the whole thing, is that the people that don't do this the right way, they're trying to like... (sighs) get themselves out of work, right? Because it takes work mm-hmm. to do what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Am I right? Absolutely. All right, so you got it takes work. And so they're trying to like get out of work to make a sale today. So I'm going to try to like you know, not I'm going to try to ask ask them yes or no questions. I'm going to try to like make them think I care without actually caring. It takes a lot less effort. Actually, mm-hmm. it takes zero less effort. It's just um their mentality. Like I'm trying to get out of work mentality. Right. You know what I mean? Right. But here's the funny thing. And this is the this is the like catch twenty two the situation when you put the work in now and you create those relationships now those same people that you build those relationships and friendships with that buy from you are the people that go out and sell for you in the real world, which ultimately creates what less work for you. Right, right. And I know so, you. Well. So you could always say like I always say you could pay the price now you could pay the price later. Either way, the price is getting paid. Yeah, yeah. And I know you well enough to, to know that you're not against practical training and, and different sales techniques. But to me, it's, it's like, um, well, those things are instruments. If you put a guitar in my hands, I'm going to make lousy music. You put a guitar in Eddie Van Halen's hands, he's going to create magic, okay? Right. And it's the same way. I mean, a lot of those things are very helpful. But if you're a crappy person, they're not going to do, do you any good. Right. But, but to that also, I... I you know, if you put in 40 years of guitar playing like Eddie Van Halen has, you'd be fucking good, too. Well, that's true. So let's talk about that. You know, just if you're one of these people who has always thought about it, like, hey, I'm going to like get, you know, like a lot of car people are like this. Like, hey, I got to make my fucking margin today. Every car needs to stand on its own. You know, I got to make dollars to, about this. You know, that's why people have, that's why you have the reputation our car dealers have, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. but you could change. You know, yeah. you could put the work in. You can you can admit to yourself and look in the mirror and say, you know what? Instead of saying, hey, fuck you, Andy, you're blah, 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 and get defensive, you can say, you know what? I can be better. Mm-hmm. I can do better. I can become a better person, and I see how it will help me sell more product. I promise you guys, you put some faith in what I'm talking about here, you're going to see tenfold results of what you're getting now. I you can know? work hard and become Eddie Von Halen. Eddie Von, <laughs> <laughs> Eddie Von Halen. I like it. I like it. Listen, guys. If it's still you want- <laughs> not as good as DJ God, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, listen, guys, if you want the uh, show notes for this episode, just go to the mfceo.com forward slash P24. And it goes without saying, visit the website, the mfceo.com. There's all sorts of uh, show notes from different episodes, and there's links to the Do It Anyway tour. And I know we've been saying this, but we're getting closer and closer. We're going to be posting some great uh, resources up here real soon. Guys, you know, before I close it out, you know, I try to keep it. I don't know. What are we at, Tyler, here? About an hour? Yep. Okay. 
I try to keep it at like an hour, all right? Um, we could go on and on, and I will. We'll bring more information on here. But, guys, I want to take, instead of just closing out and saying, hey, go be fucking great and tell you guys to go out and do shit, let me, let me just appreciate my, express my gratitude for what you guys are doing for the podcast and what you guys have done for my business. Um, I, can't, I can't explain to you how awesome it is to see people resonating with the information that we're putting out here. I mean, I know I curse. I know, you know, that's just the way I talk and I know it's not for everybody, but um, you guys have taken an idea that we had six, eight months ago and, and made it into one of the top podcasts on iTunes. Um, I see people doing all kinds of cool shit, you know, uh, and adopting the motherfucking CEO lifestyle, which is, Hey man, I'm going to stop making excuses. I'm going to take responsibility for myself and I'm going to be a fucking boss in my own life. And that's what we want you guys to do, you know? And, and this mission that we have is not a, a mission of, Hey, let's, let's make a little debt. No, we're trying to like turn around society. Okay, because if you're like me and you're listening to the show, you probably agree. And if you listen this long, I know you agree that we're all sick of the fucking entitlement. We're all sick of the fucking bullshit. We're all sick of the whining. We're all sick of the, you know, I get a trophy for 25th place. We're sick of it. That's not what America was founded on. That's not what what we're about. That's not what I'm about. And I guarantee you that's not what you're about. And so, guys, we're... When we put it in perspective, man, we're trying to turn around like we're not trying to turn around a speedboat. You know, we're trying to turn around a fucking ocean liner and it just takes time. But it's cool because I see it spreading. I see the message spreading and that's on you guys. And I I just want to say thank you guys so much for everything that you guys have done and and the support you've shown us. And, uh, you know, the positive reviews that you're leaving us on iTunes. Uh, it's a huge deal for us and I appreciate it. And guys, I just want to say, man, I'm I'm just proud of everybody for for uh, joining up. You know, it's almost like a like a mission. You know, and I feel like we're joining up to to solve a problem that we're all fucking tired of. So, thank you guys so much for the support. I love you guys, and we'll, we'll catch you next time. Work, work, work.